We'll begin reading in verse 12 through 18, with verse 18 being our text this morning. We will receive our message from, beginning in verse 12. If you found your place, say amen. amen. All right. Colossians 1, verse 12. Giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Praise God for that verse who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and by him all things Consist. Verse 18, our highlight text today. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have preeminence. Let us pray, Lord. We love you. We thank you for who you are. We thank you, Lord, for blessing us. We thank you for all these people that have come to your house today, Lord. We just love you. Uh, For blessing us, we thank you for sending your sweet son to die upon the cross of Calvary. Lord, we pray to you today that uh, this word would find uh, a welcome home in the hearts of your people. Lord, that would be brought into the warmth of our hearts. Lord, from, from out in the cold of this world, knowing that it's in our hearts you expect us to write your word. Lord, we love you. We thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for standing. Verse 18 is our text this morning where we see the Apostle Paul writing to the church at Colossae. He says, and he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. This text, with the help of the Lord, will be our thought this morning and our thought tonight as well. And, uh, and want to share a couple messages with you from uh, the book of Colossians. Verse 18 is packed full of biblical truth. It's amazing how God in his infinite knowledge and his mercy and grace to us can give us the revelation of wonderful truth, timeless truth in just one verse. And you can break it down here and look at it a few different ways, but I've got this morning the thought for you, Christ the head of the church, and tonight the preeminence of Christ. And so these are our thoughts for today coming from verse 18. But this was entirely prompted by my travel on Hendersonville Road the other day. I'm going home, and actually it's been about a month ago, and I'm driving home, and I see this sign to a car wash, and it's called Heroes Car Wash. I don't know if anybody's seen Heroes Car Wash on Hendersonville Road. We were driving down the road, and I saw, uh, uh, I looked up at the sign uh, of, the, of the car wash, and it says, at the top of the sign, it says car wash. And then below it, it says heroes. And I was like, well, that's weird. It's a car wash named Car Wash. I mean, you know what it is. You know what it's for. You know what the mission is. You know, uh, uh, what, the, uh, you know what the purpose of this car wash is. Yeah, I drove by, and I mean, it says car wash. And then it says heroes below it. I'm like, 
you know what, what goes on at that business. It's a car wash. And then I realized, oh, okay, I see. It's more important that this car wash reach out and tell everybody what they do rather than put their name out there first and foremost. Christ is the head of the church. And, uh, and I got to thinking about that, and I got to thinking about how so many businesses, uh, they, don't, they don't necessarily want you to know uh, what they do, or, or maybe they don't think about it when they name their business. Uh, it's all about getting their name out there, right? I mean, we got to get the name out there. Uh, you see Ford. We know what Ford is, junk, right? Uh, you see Chevrolet. And, uh, and we see, uh, you know, we see names of farms and we see names of businesses and we see names of banks and, and, uh, you go to the bank and it won't even have bank in the name. It just says whatever, uh, whatever bank first bank. Well, yeah, it does have bank in the name. Uh, but, but it'll have just, uh, you know, growing, growing tree bank, something like that. SunTrust bank. Thank you. Uh, and, and, and they don't even have it in their name, but I looked at that car wash and I thought first and foremost, they want you to know what kind of business they operate. Amen. Christ is the head of the church, meaning above me, above you, above Mountain View, above our Baptist denomination, above all the other affiliations that we have, uh, things that are good in practice, but not necessarily uh, uh, the, the most important things. It's important that Christ is the head of our church, that when people see Mountain View Baptist Church, they see Jesus Christ exalted up to the top, and Josh Boyd, the pastor, and, and, and the, the singers, and the, the Sunday school teachers, and, and Mountain View, and our Baptist denomination, all these things come second to Christ being the head of the church. That when people would drive by, and people would see Mountain View Baptist Church, and people would think about Mountain View Baptist Church, they don't see me. They don't see you. They don't see all these other things we do, but they say, I know what goes on at that building. I can drive by, and there's no question. I didn't think I was going to preach this morning, but... People drive by and they say, uh, uh, I know what goes on up on that hill. I know what that, that place is about. They're not just there to be Baptists. They're not there just there uh, to be part of uh, some kind of social club. They're not there just to pat somebody on the back. They're there because of Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ is first and foremost the head of that church up on the hill. That's what's important, that when people drive by, they see that he is the head of this body. And the reality is, is he's the head of the body no matter what. Now, there's a lot of people they've tried to uh, uh, operate without Christ as the head of the body. But I'm going to tell you something about a body. A body without a head on it may be a crime scene. I don't know. But it's a corpse. A body without a head is a corpse. You, you, you remove the head... We're just dead. When you travel home, do you not go and use the facilities of your home as the owner of your home, as the head of your home? Do you walk in and ask permission to turn on your television? You might ask your wife if you're wise. Is there anything I need? I'm learning that. Is there anything I can help you with before I sit down and watch the ball game? Men, that's a blessing right there to your wives. But do you ask permission to, to use your shower? Do you ask permission to turn on your stove? Do you ask permission to sit in your, your, your lazy chair? Do you ask permission to, to open and close the door? No, it's your home, right? Christ is the head 
of the church. You use the facilities of your home in the way you see fit because you've bought that home. And Christ, as the head of the church, has bought the church. Blood-bought. We see that back there in, in, in Colossians 1, uh, back in verse number 14. It says, In whom we have redemption through His blood, even the forgiveness of sins. We see and know that this church that we're a part of, uh, Mountain View Baptist Church, and the greater church as a whole, this church uh, that makes up the body of Jesus Christ is bought by Jesus Christ. And He must be the head. He must be the leader. And when He comes and He leads and He guides, He does it because He bought it. He doesn't think twice about it because he bought it. He uses the facilities because he bought it. He draws sinners to be saved because he paid for it. And he's not paying a mortgage like you and me. It was paid in full on Calvary's tree. Thank the Lord for that. He uses the church because he's the head of the church. And a church without a head is a corpse. 1 Corinthians 12 says, for the, for the, As the body is one, and hath many members, and all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one Spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. In Hosea we see... The word says, Then shall the children of Judah and the children of Israel be gathered together and appoint themselves one head, and they shall come up out of the land, for great shall be the day of Jezreel. And so we see Scripture pointing to Christ being the head of the church, the one who would lead uh, the, the nation of Israel, but the one who would lead uh, the church as a whole, his bought church as a whole. And the body is used as an example because without your head, you can't do anything else. Nothing else functions properly in the body without your head. Anybody lost their head a couple times? I called Brother Sam last night. My head was gone, brother. I'm sorry. I was trying to talk, just my head was gone. When your head is not operating, when your head is not functioning, when your head is not part of you, you're a corpse. You're not useful. What do we see about the body of Christ? First, Christ is the head of the church as a whole. Not a denomination or a specific congregation, but he's the head of the church as a whole. Man, this is something that some people have a hard time with. You mean there's going to be Methodists in heaven? Are you kidding me? There's going to be Methodists in heaven and there's going to be Pentecostals in heaven? I'm still on the fence. I don't know. I'm just kidding. There's going to be people of other denominations in heaven? Yes. If they have put their faith in Jesus Christ, our Savior, they'll be in heaven. This thing's not about denomination, although there's a reason I'm a Baptist. I, I'm not, I'm not telling you that we need to let go of our Baptist beliefs and our Baptist truth because a lot of people uh, are, are, have gone the way of non-denominationalism and, and, and that type of thing, and, and it's hard for people to know who you are and what you believe. I believe in being a Baptist. But there's people of other denominations in heaven. Uh, I talk with some of you about people we read all the time. And I read people from 200 and 300 years ago. And most of them are other denominations and they're great people. And I know they're in heaven and they're wonderful people. It's not about denomination. Uh, I believe right. I, if I'm somebody that I believe I'm right. 
And I believe that I'm doing the right thing and doing the right way. But it's not about our denomination. And it's also not about our congregation right here. Mount View Baptist Church is not the only church. There's churches up and down the road. And, and they're, they're, bodies of, of Christ. they're part of the body of Christ just like you and me. So when we see him talking about the body of Christ, this is not a letter written directly to the Colossians saying, you're the only body and your beliefs are the only beliefs and your denomination is the only denomination. They're saying if you're, he's saying if you're in Christ, you're part of the body of Christ. Any and all who believe and have trusted in Jesus Christ our Lord. He's the head of the church as a whole. He is the foundation on which the church is built. And we see that laid out in verse 5, back in verse 14, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Verse 16, it says, For by him were all things created and that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. The one who have, has created everything is certainly the foundation of what we look at today as our church. Amen? He's the foundation. He is the Firstborn, the, the image of the invisible God. And he's the foundation of our church. He should be. And if he's not, what are you? Just a dead, limp corpse. If he's not. This verse, and we'll deal with this tonight, about giving him the preeminence. What that means, lifting him up, exalting him up. And that's, this, that's why this verse struck my heart when I saw that sign is to that business. Uh, the most important thing that they wanted people to know, Brother Donnie, is there was a car wash. The name wasn't important. They just wanted to know what type of business they was in. And we'll look at that tonight, Lord willing. But him being the head of the body, he's the foundation on which the church is built. The church was blood bought in his death and his resurrection. When he died and when he was resurrected, that's what purchased the ability for you and I to be part of the body of Christ. What a blessing that is. We saw there in 1 Corinthians how it talked about what the Jews and the Gentiles being part of the body. How blessed we are. I don't know. I mean, there, there may be some people with Jewish, Jewish lineage in here. There's some Levi's in here. That's a Jewish last name. But with the exception of that family, I'd say people with Jewish lineage is probably... Slim to none, just based off of historical data and our area in which we live. Thank God that the blood-bought church, the blood-bought and secured body of Christ is one that includes all. That was planned and that was executed for the Jew and the Gentile. For all who would look to Christ and say, I give you my life and I repent of my sins to turn away from their wicked ways. Jew and Gentile, bond or free, as it says, have all been made to drink into one spirit. What a blessing it is that we serve that God that blood bought his church. Another thing about Christ as the head of the church, he was not the first to be raised from the dead. You say, whoa, 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 what are you talking about? We forget there was other people raised from the dead. He was the most important. And he was the first one to be raised from the dead by his own power. What a blessing that is. That's how Jesus Christ 
is the head of our church as a whole. That's how Jesus Christ laid the foundations of our church. That's how our Savior Jesus Christ bought our church is because he had the power to die and get up out of the grave by his own power. That's why he's the head of the body. Christ the head. The London, the first London Baptist Confession of Faith in 1644, talking of church order and the purpose of the church, it says the rule of this knowledge, faith and obedience, concerning the worship and service of God and all other Christian duties is not man's inventions, opinions, devices, laws, constitutions or traditions unwritten whatsoever, but only the word of God contained in the canon of Scripture. He's the foundation of our church. He blood-bought our church. And the foundation on which we are built is the word that He has given us, the word that is Him, and the word that comes from Him, the word that's been revealed to us by Him. Foundation and direction and purpose, mission of our church is found inside of this book He gave us. And all the way back in 1644, there was somebody then that saw what tradition would do to a church. And tradition is not a bad thing. I tell people our church is a traditional church. I tell people uh, uh, that, that, that we use the King James Version Bible and we have traditional worship. And people look at you crazy when you say that kind of stuff. And I learned something this last week that I'm going to say from now on. But not in the way, we're traditional, but not in the way you think. We do things, what I believe exalts Christ the best way we can. But also, it's important that as a body, we realize that there's people that walk in these doors not raised in the tradition like you and me. Realize that it's the Spirit of God that deals with them, that convicts them and draws them and changes them. And, and, and we must be, as a body, a place that's welcoming to people to come that we can see them be saved. Now, that doesn't mean that we clamor down and we, we uh, bow down to sin. But, man, there's a lot of hateful people that somebody try to come and be a part of the body of Christ. And because they're not already part of the body, they kick them out the door. It's not based off of tradition. Tradition's a hard thing to let go of. We've done it this way, or it's always been this way, and I, I'm guilty as anyone. I like the old red back hymnal, amen? It makes me nervous. I go places and they ain't got a red back hymnal. They're like, yeah, we, we donated those to Goodwill. What? Come on now. Hey, I like tradition. But we must be sure that this body of Christ is founded not on tradition, not on a man's understanding, not on a man's devices, and as it says, man's laws and man's ideas and man's things that he's come up with in his mind, but it's founded on the canon of Scripture. Why? Because that foundation is Christ. He is the canon of Scripture. He is the story of this word. He is the one that, that inspired man to write it down that we might have direction today that this body of Christ could operate and move today thousands of years ago. He gave this to man that we can use today as our guide, that this body can function. Moving on here. A few things about a body that's so important about a head. Now we said, body without a head's a corpse. Amen. I've said that 17 times already. But what about the head? The head is a place from which we see. Without a head, we would be blind. Now, I realize there's some that battle with that as part of their disposition as a person. 
their blind, blindness. But spiritually, as a body of Christ, without the head, Jesus Christ, we're blind. Amen? We can't see anything. We can't see danger. We can't see direction. We can't see storms. We can't see sunrises. We can't see blessings. We can't see anything without the eyes in the head of Christ. Christ the head holds the eyes with which we see our future path and direction. It is through the head that we can see the direction that this church will go. What does the Bible say without the vision? Without a vision, the people perish. The, the Bible uses the example of an eye. It gives us direction. It gives us a path. It shows us and illuminates the way forward. And I promise you, when you look through Pastor Josh's eyes, you can get misled. But you look through the eyes of Christ, the head of the church, you will be on the right path every time. And it's our responsibility as a body to look up and say, Lord, you're the head. You must see the path before us. You must guide us on this path in the future that we will go. You must see the danger that's coming and the enemies plotting around us. And that's what we see next about the, the eyes that are uh, uh, in the head of Christ. The, uh, the eyes of our head allow us to see danger and turmoil on our path ahead. Anybody remember 2019? Things were trucking along pretty good. Gas was in the $1 range. Praise the Lord for that. Missed that every day. Gas was cheap. Mortgage rates were cheap. Building costs were getting expensive, but they were a lot cheaper. We didn't have a toilet paper shortage. We was blessed in 2019, wasn't we? And the calendar rolled over and how quickly we were humbled to realize. You know what happens to the church so much is we stop looking through his eyes and we start looking through our eyes down here at what's going on. We live in 2019 and things are going good. Things are cheaper. Things are better. Things are whatever. And through his eyes, the danger and the turmoil that was coming in 2020 and 2021 and 2022 and 2023 still rocking and rolling, all the chaos and danger that was ahead, he saw it all. And it's through his eyes we can see the danger. And if we're not careful, things will start getting good. And we will only look to him in times of difficulty. We will only look to him in the times of hardship. And when things are going okay and everything's all right in my house, I start looking right around and I start looking on my eye level down here. I'm a little finger and I'm looking down here on my level and I can't see the danger that's right down around the corner. But he sees it. We must trust him and, and say, Lord, I'm looking to you to look through your eyes all the time. Not, not just when I need you. Not just when I need a spare tire. But Lord, I look through your eyes all the time because you're the one. You see the path before me and you see the danger lurking about seeking to devour me. We see through the head. The head is also the place from which the body can speak. Without a head, we would have no mouth where we could speak from. Man, you really get to thinking about it. Our head's pretty important. Without a head, we have no mouth we can speak from. Try to make your hand talk. Best thing I can do with my hand is slap somebody across the head. I, I can't do anything with 
Without my mouth, I can't tell somebody and explain somebody what my intentions are. It takes the mouth to be able to speak to others. And we try to do it ourselves. The leg tries to do it. And what's the leg used for? Kicking. Running. I can't communicate with my leg. It takes the mouth. Where's the mouth? Spiritually, the mouth's in the head. It's through the mouth of Jesus Christ that we're able to speak to the world. We can't reach him any other way. And we try to offer other ways and other opportunities and other plans and other paths, but only through the mouth, the speaking of Jesus Christ, can we speak to the world. Christ the head speaks to the world through his Holy Spirit and to his body to give peace and comfort. It's with his mouth that he tells you, hey, little toe down there, I got you. Everything's going to be okay. I know you're, you're constantly on the ground, and I know you're constantly getting stubbed on something, and I know there's constant anguish and there's constant difficulty, but praise God, through his Holy Spirit, he speaks to me wherever I am, whatever part of the body I am. He speaks to me, and he says, everything's going to be okay. And without that mouth, how would I ever know? that I'm going to make it out of this dark and dreary world. He speaks to us through that mouth, Christ the head. Christ the head speaks to the enemies of his body with power and authority. It's from his mouth that he can speak and the foundations of this world could crumble. He just speaks. He can say, peace be still. It's just his voice because he created this world. He can just speak into existence. Peace, chaos, hardship for our enemies, roadblocks for those enemies that attack us. And without that mouth, how would he do it? His Holy Spirit works on our behalf, speaks on our behalf. And Jesus Christ, our Savior, intercedes on our behalf. Those are my children. He uses that mouth to speak to his father. Those are my children. My blood's been applied to them from his mouth. Making sense to anybody this morning? I'll preach to myself. I don't care. The head is the place from which the body can hear. The eyes, the mouth, and the ears Without a head, how can the body hear of danger? Christ the head hears the calls of the lost in the world that seek to become part of the body. It's from the head he has ears to hear. When little Ed Whitehead calls up and says, God, I need you yet again. Lord, give me mercy one more time. It's his ears spiritually that he hears your cry. What a blessing that is. That we can call up and say, Lord, hear me, Lord, hear me, Lord. And spiritually, he does. That's why he's the, that's why he's the head of this body. Because he sees, he speaks, and he hears. Christ the head hears the cries of pain from his body, which suffers at the hands of the world. Now, he feels our pain because we're part of him. Amen? I got a splinter yesterday. I got a splinter and 
You know, it's just every once in a while you're just bumping on something. I still haven't got it out. Anybody good at getting a splinter out? Keith's going to pull a pocket knife out and cut my finger off. Garrett and Blake, I'm not trusting you. <laughs> but, you know, every once in a while you feel the pain and your whole body knows about it. There's a reason. We've got nerves. Tell us something's wrong. But it's also with his ears, he hears us cry out. He hears our pain, even when we're not crying out to him. What do we learn from the Psalms Wednesday night, Psalm 12? Just a sigh on the lips of a Christian, he hears. What does the Bible say? He says that he arises on our behalf. What a blessing it is that the head of this body, he hears. He hears in a way I can't hear. The stuff you ain't told nobody, the stuff nobody knows about, he sees it, he hears it, and he speaks over it. Finally, what we see, and I'll leave you with this thought. The head is the place from which we receive balance. We see from the head, we hear from the head, we can only speak through the head, and I really got to thinking about that, and balance is what we receive from the head as well. Anybody ever had vertigo? Man, it's always perfect. I'm scared of heights. It's always, you know, second rung of the ladder that it starts happening to me. Balance is important. I see my little boy, like, fall off the couch. He just, like, like a little ninja, just catches himself, and he's fine. We were at church one day, or church we were going to before we come over here, and they have four or five steps up there. Their stage, little boy about Riley's age, just middle of the singing, just falls face first onto the floor. Face hits the floor, and all you see is his legs go up and his body flipped over, and he hops up a second later. And I'm like, if I did that, I'd be broken half. Hey, these little ones, they got balance that I wish I had. But you get off balance, you get a little bit of vertigo. Get, get fluid on your ears and ear infection, something like that. It makes you unsure, right? It's from the head of this body where we receive balance. This unsteady world, all the junk, Brother Preston, that comes at us, all the junk that gets in our head, all the, the wickedness that's around us in this world, we get a little teeter-tottery, don't we? And the body, if you're not careful, it'll just fall to the wayside, but it's from the head we receive balance. Jesus Christ gives us balance. Why? He created all things. All things are created for him. All things that happen are, happen according to his will. Nothing surprises him. He gives us balance. He balances the walk of the body. Without it, we would fall and stumble our whole way along our journey in this world. Christ the head balances spirit and truth in the mind and souls of his body to keep his will inside the body and the will of wickedness out of this world, of this world outside of his body. He balances out spirit and truth. Thankful, thankfully, he does with his word and his spirit. That's how I know right and wrong. That's how I can balance truth and lies of this world. He is the head of the body. I believe that he's the head of our body. 
I don't think we have a corpse here at Mountain View, amen? But we must make sure that the mouth that speaks out of Mountain View Baptist Church is his mouth. We must make sure that the eyes from which we see are his eyes. We must listen that we're attentive to his voice and be sure that we're balanced, spirit and truth, by the head, Jesus Christ. Amen. That's all I have this morning. I've got more. I mean, we can go into the next message, actually. But somebody needs a steak, I'm sure. Appreciate you being here with us this morning. Stand to your feet, if you will. You have the message. Christ, the head of our body. I'm thankful and appreciative of all he does. Thankful and appreciative of how he blesses us. He's very good to us, amen. Nobody else leading this endeavor could do the job he does. Nobody else as the head of the church could do what he does. Your pastor can't do it. Sunday school teacher can't do it. The singers can't do it. The prayer warriors can't do it. It takes the head of this body to walk through this world, to see, to hear, to speak, to be balanced with all the junk that we've got in this world. Amen. Anybody have anything before we dismiss? Amen. 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 Be in prayer. Many needs. Yes, sir. Prayer about that. Anything else? Amen. Amen. When you find yourself thinking there's nothing to do, I know we get bored so much in the, these days and times, but we find ourselves with a lot of free time and we find ourselves with a lot of misused time. There's a lot to be prayed for, a lot of needs. Let's be in prayer for these things.